but all right, guys, I was just bantering with Clint Arthur here that I have on my guest. So this is the Revenue Accelerator, and it was too good that I had to start the recording. So we're just going to go ahead and click, kick this off with just ask me the question again, Clint. Ask me the question. Did you ever read Dune or see Dune? The worst movie ever, ever. That next to Time Bandit are the worst waste of space in my life. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like the movie. Did you read the books? No, because it was a waste of time to okay. watch. When I was a little kid, I read three yeah. Dune books. Oh. oh, man, that was amazing. And there was this one things. part in the movie that I thought, like, has really stayed with me. And that was, like, you know, there was this fat, disgusting, like, king ruler of the world, right? <laughs> and he had these little boy slaves, and he had, like, a a little cork in their heart and then he would like pull out the cork and drink their blood or something like that right remember that no i didn't read the books <laughs> no this was this was in the movie in the movies i said i watched 10 minutes and it was the worst experience of my life and that says a lot oh my god I, that that image just really stayed with me i wish but you know like saying that i wish that i could get hair follicles from like I just got my hair done in Mexico for this was my fourth one. And I wish, child labor. Let's. I let's wish I could get some little Mexican kid with great hair because you know these Mexican boys have like the most amazing hair in the world, right? Very voluminous. Yes. Oh my God! I wish I could just get some donor donor follicles from them, but I don't think you can do that. No, I'm, I'm, it's kind of quite like a lung transplant, you know, like there's just certain things that don't really transfer over. To, um, so now we're talking about scalping people. Good. Um, so going to the American Indian heritage part of things. No, no, what we're talking about <laughs> is hair. That's what we're talking about. Right. And, you know, this is a great topic for you, obviously. What we're talking about is hair. And uh, like for me, hair is a very important thing. I talk mm -hmm. about this with my clients all the time. And I got high level clients mm -hmm. who pay me a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And for me to bring up like with a female doctor who's like, you know, already a big shot, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, can we please do something about your hair? Okay. It is just not working and we got to get it under control because it's <laughs> driving me nuts and it's, and it's costing you millions of dollars a year. How can you not see this? Right. That's what I say to these people. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it, like, you know, I, I'll say to people, okay, when you're going on your media tour and you're going to be changing time zones and it is essential that you get a good night's sleep before your TV appearance at 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. So if you need to take a pill to get to sleep, that's what you need to do. Now, I'm not advocating that you get into heavy-duty drug use. I'm not advocating that you even take Ambien. This is not a like, paid commercial for Ambien. <laughs> personally, I'll yeah. take half of an Advil PM and that'll knock me right out. But that's not right for everybody. Some people do better with um, melatonin. Mm -hmm. for example, right? Well, it's important these to get good night's sleep, of, yeah. These are the kinds of, you know, different things, the different types of coaching that I provide. Like, can you please whiten your teeth, okay? <laughs> I, I, you know, I know you've done well, you've made a lot of money in your life, but you need to whiten your teeth and possibly even get some dentistry, okay? Oh. Some cosmetic well, So we're, we're hitting on the importance of how you present yourself to the world because hey. it does matter. I have had, you know, um, engagement in interactions with people where I've turned on the video cam and all of a sudden they uh, have not washed their hair. <laughs> 
they have thrown on a you know something that isn't you know like a, 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 a an old sweatshirt that has holes in it and it's just like you've got to care because the image that you do put out is important. I mean, I know with like my hair, I'm immediately recognizable. It's part of my branding. It's why I don't really change it all that much. I might do some things, but the red hair is going to stay. My hairdresser tried to get me to change it. But the reason is, is that it makes me instantaneously, you yes. know, kind of that celebrity status of, Oh, she looks like pink, the singer. I've had people come up to me and ask me for autographs. I will not sing. Um, but that, that, that branding component, right. Is what we're hitting on here. And it is part of that celebrity status because isn't that what celebrities do is they brand themselves. Well, look, I, you know, I had this one client when we were, we were doing a speaking event at West point and she's like, yeah, but my blue dress is my brand. And I'm like, uh, you know, your brand is actually doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, you know, if you think your blue dress is your brand, mm. you really don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your your brand is is you. Yes. You are the brand. And she goes, and I, you know, I had these jackets that I wanted all of the people to wear that that I required everyone to wear. So that we created this unified, you know, vision for the videos that we were making at West Point. And she goes, so you really think that me wearing this jacket is better than me wearing my blue dress? I'm like, are you kidding me? And everyone's looking at her like, are you stupid? It's like, you need to be, you know, you're here at West Point to speak at West Point. You mm. need to be a, a, a military person, yeah. you know? That's, yeah, there's, that's, there's you're unique. You're wrong. Absolutely. And, and, you know, clearly with how I show up, it's, you know, I definitely like the unique factor and a lot of people do. Um, they want to stand out. They want to be different, but you have to take things into context. Right. And there's a lot of people who have to understand that you yourself, like you said, you are your brand. So it doesn't really matter what I was wearing. It, it wouldn't, you know, um, what I was, what anyone is wearing. It's about how you show up in your personality. Right. Hey, and you talk a lot about entertainment as part of being who you are. I have three costumes, okay? I only oh, wear three things. I know. One of them is your birthday suit. <laughs> no, it's not my birthday suit. It's a bathrobe. Right. Well. Okay. It, that's different than my, yeah. my birthday suit. It's a costume. It's mm -hmm. a bathrobe. This is costume two. This is cool guy coach costume. Black t-shirt. Appreciate it. Suit jacket, right? All right. Costume casual, one, obviously. Right? Blue suit, white shirt, pink tie. That's celebrity entrepreneur costume. And then costume three is bathrobe. That's celebrity having fun at a resort. Okay. Now, right. you know, the, the idea of costume is very good. But, you know, I, I had known that girl with the blue dress a long time. And mm. I, I had never, ever associated the idea of blue mm. dress with her. It mm -hmm. just, you know, her brand did not exist. Right. And, and you know, tying it to one blue dress. Like if she had always wear that one blue dress. Like Mark Zuckerberg okay. with the sweatshirt and the jeans, right? Like if that was her everyday outfit. Steve Jobs, okay? Right. Boom, 100%. Right. See, this is how I knew, not to devolve into politics, but we live in a political world. This is how I knew that the Russia dossier was a hoax because in the dossier it said that Donald Trump was in a hotel room in a bathrobe with three prostitutes, mm. and Donald Trump doesn't wear a bathrobe. <laughs> he only wears a blue suit, white shirt, and a tie, or an extra long tie uniform, 
or yeah. a golf uniform. That's it. You know, beige pants, black belt, white golf shirt, and a hat. Those are his two costumes. That's it. Mm. You search Donald Trump on the internet. Look at the image results. Those are the only things you're ever going to see. Mm. Oh, bathrobe. Now, Clint Arthur, you'll see pictures of me in a bathrobe. Yeah. If the Russia dossier was about me, then we'd really be in trouble. Oh, so now we're going into the, the dreaming stage of, of the because conversation. <laughs> the three women. Possible I know your I wife is near around there. <laughs> it is possible that I could have been in a bathrobe in a hotel room in Moscow because I've been to Moscow and I do wear bathrobes. Okay. Oh, you know, so maybe they just, you know, copy paste look, look, error, look. right? These are the issues. These are the issues that I sometimes talk about. Now, I talk mm-hmm. about a lot of issues with clients, but like a lot of people are like, wow, you know, some of the stuff you talk about is just like common sense. And I do, I do believe that once you hear me say something as it relates to being a celebrity, it's like, duh, right. but nobody, no other coaches are telling you that you need to take a sleeping pill so you get a good night's sleep. No other coaches are telling you to whiten your teeth. No other coaches are telling you that you need to have great hair or be a cue ball bald. I mean, I literally had a client, you know, Leon Brie? Mm, yeah. You know, Leon Brie, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing great. If you've seen him on Facebook lately, he's, first of all, he's on a six city national media tour that he booked himself off cold calls using my instruction and mm-hmm. methodology and my proposal and segment that I created for him for Celebrity Launchpad. And he's traveling around, he's doing Facebook, he's doing Facebook videos that he's posting that are really cool and interesting. I'm personally enjoying them a lot. And I said to him, it was very tough because he had very short hair, but it was not cue ball. Yeah. He had like, like it was, um, when you shave your head, when they, when they give you a buzz cut, it's different numbers. It's the five o'clock shadow for your head. Yeah. Yeah. He had a five o'clock shadow on his head. I'm like, <laughs> Leon, that's no good. It's not sexy. It's not cute. It's, yeah. I said, Leon, that is not good. You got to be cue ball. He's like, really? Just this little bit? I'm like, yeah, just that little bit is a problem. Mm-hmm. And he changed that and he's doing really great. He's really well, and that I mean that has to do too with confidence, right? In terms of like stepping out and and saying, "Look, this is what's going to help you look good." And then when that is reinforced by other people, kind of saying, "Hey, wow, you look great." Um, so you're talking a lot about like leveraging the power of celebrities. Hold on a second. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I do believe that confidence is the key to sales and yeah. to a lot of success in life. But his according to Wikipedia. Confidence is a state of being certain either that a hypothesis or prediction is correct or that a chosen course of action is the best or most effective. Confidence comes from a Latin word figure, which means... Okay, that's enough, Google. That's enough. Stop. Hey, Google, stop. Oh, my God. Google was confident that they were going to keep talking and not listen to you. (laughs) That has never happened before. Really? (laughs) Got this new top-of-the-line TV. I'm living with, hey, Google. Uh, (laughs) I'm living with a new thing. But but really what I'm talking about is, mm. uh, in the case of Leon Breeze, five o'clock shadow for his head or versus cue ball, what I'm talking about is an understanding of the way yes. television works right. and the way a celebrity needs to be mm. in order to be successful on TV. So what is that? Like, how do you need to be? Because, you know, it's great to talk about it, but what are the components that make a regular human versus a celebrity status human. Oh, that's good. Well, that's that's really the essence of what I do with my clients mm-hmm. is 
transform experts into celebrities in the eyes of their clients and prospects. Yeah. That's what I do. Yep. And to me, there are five elements of it. Television, VIP speaking, where you're speaking at very important places Mm -hmm. with very important people, celebrity attachment photos, like, Mm -hmm. like we did at, at, um, living legends with Martha Stewart and Ice-T and Coco and all these other people. I have one coming up soon with Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew and the Surgeon General of the United States and a NASA astronaut who's on the Big Bang Theory. You watch the Big Bang Theory? Oh yeah. Big fan. Yeah. So that astronaut who's got gray hair, uh, his name is Mike Massimino. He's a Columbia University professor. He'll be, he'll be at my, um, next event here in New York city in September. Uh, I'm sorry, in June. And, um, uh, so TV, VIP speaking, celebrity attachment, winning awards and mm-hmm. being a best-selling author. Those are the five things you need to do if you really want to be seen as a celebrity. And unfortunately, the most essential one is being on TV because only real celebrities go on TV. Right. Uh, you know, that's what Celebrity Launchpad does. Leon came to Celebrity Launchpad, booked himself on a bunch of shows. And then once he did all those shows, now he's on his cold call media tour beyond that, mm. which is really because look, I can't make you a celebrity. No publicist can make you a celebrity. Only you can make you a celebrity. Oh, it's mindset too, right? In terms of building that up and with the experiences because a lot of times with minds, it has to be with, I have to see it in order to believe it. And some people can't believe until they see, right? And so they get stuck in that terrible cycle. And you you did a live about this the other day of, um, and I wanted to ask you about this in terms of you can't fake anything. You have to be you. Um, And that you know, kind of like that harsh reality, Dan Kennedy, right? Of yeah. You have to be you, but a lot of people don't know how to be themselves because who they have been their entire life has been criticized. They're, they're less than, or they're too much. So what would be your like kind of words of wisdom of people who are struggling with being themselves when who they are, have been, hasn't necessarily been enough to get them the success that they wanted? It's, it's great question. Great point. And really you just got to go step by step. You got to start mm-hmm. Like, look, when I graduated from the Wharton Business School, I thought I could conquer the whole world. And, I, and you know, I came home to get the attaboys and what happens, my parents get into the hugest argument. Dad storms out of the house. I turn to my mom and say, you know, mom, the way he resents you all these years, have you been cheating on dad? And I'm sitting there thinking, where the heck did that question come from? I never thought that question before. Mm. And then I'm thinking, what kind of rude son of a B asks his mom a question like that. And then I'm thinking, why ain't she answering the question? And then she goes, he's not your real father. Your real father was a doctor who worked at the fertility clinic. We went to for six years trying to have you. And you look just like that guy. Huh? Say what, Rob? What? 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 So I didn't know who I was anymore. And I certainly didn't want to be an investment banker anymore. Like I I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up anymore. So I, I move out to Hollywood and start trying to find myself going on auditions, writing screenplays, you know, like a leaf, you know, like following the dream of Hollywood, trying, hoping I could figure it out. And, and I became somebody very special. I became the Wharton taxi driver. Nice. Yeah. Solid. Years, Still on your resume, years, right? Six. It's the only item on my resume. One item. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no resume. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Love, I threw you off your, your beats. Um, was, basically, how can people be? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 13 years chasing the Hollywood dream. Mm-hmm. 
that eroded all my self-confidence. Mm. I had no self-confidence. I didn't, I couldn't accomplish anything. 13 years trying to accomplish a movie. I couldn't accomplish anything. And I had to learn how to accomplish stuff again. Mm. I had to start building my confidence and my ability to achieve the littlest, tiniest things beyond earning $250 a night driving a taxi. Okay. And I had to build up my ability and my belief in myself to the point where, you know, I just believe that I'm enough. And this is what I want for all my clients. I want all my clients to be able to walk into a room and then walk out with a lot of money. Just you. That's what I do. I just, I just show up places and I leave with lots of money. And I, it's not like I give them, you know how they say you got to have a box. You got to give them a set, a kit. You got to give them DVDs, CDs, physical products, books, you know, physical stuff. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I don't even give people a receipt. I just take a picture and text it to them. Right. It's you not know? about that. Yeah. It's, it's about they're buying you. Ultimately, people, especially when you're an expert, they're just buying you. Yep. Well, people buy from people and you have to be a real person and not something that's completely intangible. People don't. Oh. mind so much on that. Oh, I lost you there. Sorry. There you go. Now there you're go. back. I, I was saying people don't buy from people. People buy people. Right. They're not, they're, they're really not buying the used car or they're buying the used car salesman. Right. The experience from it and the emotion. The confidence yeah. that yes, this is a good car. It will get me where I need to go. And if there's a problem, He'll be here to take care it's of that it. belief state, right? Of sometimes people can't believe in themselves and they need someone else to believe in them. And so because they can't do it for themselves, if someone else can kind of impart that on you. And it's kind of like the 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 authority and the and the and your and your brand of you know the the implied authority, the borrowed authority, the earned authority that you leverage as part of everything that you do. I mean confidence and brand and, and all that stuff seems really stuff. And I say stuff because it's a lot, um, really seems to be intertwined. Um, how did you come up with the concept of, you know, leveraging celebrities as a way to really boost people's businesses and, and themselves? Well, you are competing with 5,000 marketing messages every day, mm -hmm. right? And how do you stand out? How are you going to stand out? Yeah. It's very difficult to stand out, but you know what stands out? Oprah. You know what stands out? Dr. Oz. You know what stands out? Martha Stewart, Mick Jagger. That's what really stands out. We live, you know, like it or not, we live in a celebrity-obsessed society. True. And problems, celebrities absolutely. are perceived to be higher status, right or wrong. They're perceived to be special. They're perceived mm -hmm. to be different. And you know what the real truth of the matter is? is that there is something different and special about them. I think they're like unicorns. They really mm -hmm. are. And what I have found is that the best way for me to have more impact, influence, and income is to hunt down the unicorns yep. and be in photos with them. That's like my safari with the unicorns. Well, it's better than and killing them. Appreciate you I not killing all the celebrities that you meet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love celebrities. I yeah. would never, ever harm a celebrity. <laughs> I would only, I, you know, today safaris are about photos. Mm, That's what, yeah. you, know, you go to Africa 
most people are not shooting the animals today. They're just taking pictures of the yep. animals. I know to to I, capture the experience though, right? Which is really, really important to share with people. The amazing thing is that this whole unicorn hunting safari is as life-changing as an African safari can be. Mm. And I, I've been. For me, when I went to Africa, my wife was working on a movie, The Poseidon Adventure, and she was shooting it in South Africa. And we went down there and we went on a safari. And for me, there were two parts that were unbelievable. When we're just sitting in the Jeep and this whole herd of elephants just comes walking by in total silence. That was one of the most spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life. All those elephants, ah, amazing. And the other one was when the lion, I'm in the Jeep, it's an open Jeep, no doors, and I'm there. And the lion, the, the big male roar lion is like right there. And I'm, and I'm like, I could smell the stink of him. He just stunk so hard. And he, and, and I got a picture. I, I managed to take a picture and he's like, and I was oh, like, wow. I was so freaking scared. I couldn't even tell you how scared I was. That was life changing. You know what? When you get photos of major celebrities like Dr. Oz or Dr. Drew or Martha Stewart or Mick Jagger, it's as intense. Mm-hmm as being three feet away from a real lion in an open Jeep. I swear to God, it is just as intense. Oh, I've experienced it. I will say I've been to your event and I've seen the, the energy, the, the, the raise in the energetic vibration of the people just being in proximity. And then mm-hmm. the people that had been able to go and have those pictures there, I mean, just the smile and just the, how they showed up. I mean, it was instantaneous and I felt it too, because I got some pictures as well. Um, have you had a spiritual experience like you did with a lion with a celebrity? Cause you've met like countless celebrities, but has there been one that you've kind of like, let's be real fangirled a little bit over? Well, uh, there've been a lot. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I, you know, for example, Suzanne Summers. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's 73 years old. And like, her eyes are not 73 years old. Mm-hmm. She, you know, they're like, I've, I've interviewed her now three times. She spoke at two of my events and I had her on my radio show recently, mm-hmm. the greatest show of all time on 77 WABC radio in New York city or on WABCradio.com. You can listen to the podcast episodes. And, you know, when I'm looking at Suzanne Summers, sometimes I look at her eyes and I see the 30-year-old Suzanne Summers. Mm. And I'm like, oh, whoa. Yeah. That really, that, that must have been unbelievable. That must have been unbelievable. Then, you know, and she's amazing. I love her. Then um, uh, Mick Jagger was pretty unbelievable. I said, Sir Mick, what's the most important thing you ever learned? He said, you can't always get what you want, but <laughs> you try. Sometimes you might find you get what you need. And, and I, you know, I know he's just re- repeating a line from a song, but it really is true. And a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people want a lot of money. They mm-hmm. want to be on vacations a lot of time. They want to uh, not have to work so hard. They want to have more impact or influence. And they think that they're going to get that from doing Facebook ads, or they think that they're going to get that from uh, 
from having a dress that, you know, like uh, from having some blue color dress and you're not. Yeah. What you need, what you need is to do the work that is going to really, actually, honestly, sincerely, for real, position you as a celebrity in the eyes of customers and prospects. And I have studied, 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 what does it really, really take? And I've identified the stuff and those are the things that I do and those are the things that I provide for my clients. Well, and and let's say the difference, because we've, we've all had clients and, and you've had hundreds, thousands of clients go through your program. But, and I think you'll agree with this, 2000, amazing, like serious impact. The, but I think the differences between, of all the 2000 people, the people that have been the most successful, because there's always the most successful and are the people that have done the work, right? Because yes, you can take a picture with a celebrity. Yes, you can speak on stage, but if you keep it for yourself, right? And you're like, oh, well, I can't share this because then I'm going to come across as an egomaniac or I'm going to, it's, it's, you know, I, I, you know, I paid for this event. And so it's not really real. Um, BS, right? Like you've got to share it in order to get the recognition and, and to get out there in a bigger way. So what would you tell people who maybe have this collection of, of pictures or even maybe clients like past clients of yours who still haven't shared it? What yeah. would you tell them to do in order to really start reaching that celebrity status? you have to understand that this is a particular style of marketing mm. that is proven to be effective mm -hmm. and that will work if you use it. The marketing of what you do is a hundred times more important than what you actually do. And if you don't do the marketing, then you're not doing what you need to do. As my great mentor, Dan Kennedy said, and I've been following this precept since I really started getting successful, like mm. the whole time, since my career really took off, I had one guy say, man, Clint, last five years, you've been like on a rocket ride because I've been doing exactly this. He said, your number one job as an entrepreneur is to raise your status in the eyes of customers and prospects. Becoming yep. a bigger who. A bigger who. If you're not whoing, you are doing the wrong thing. So that's all I do is I who. That's it. And when I'm doing, like that's why when I do, like right now I'm whoing. When am I doing that? It's 1230, middle of the day. This is prime work for me, mm -hmm. okay? My client calls where I'm doing coaching, delivering services, that happens at 7 p.m. when mm -hmm. I can't be whoing anymore. All the whoing's already done. Whoing's usually done in the morning or in the daytime. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's visibility, but there's, there's a level of consistency, right? You can't just pop up a random picture somewhere and then disappear for six months and then pop up another picture and then disappear. Um, how do you stay consistent with your message and, and staying on brand? Fantastic question. Consistency is a key. You know, one of the revenue streams I have is my gourmet food company, the five-star butter company. I sell portion control butter pieces to five-star resorts, casinos. If you've ever had butter and bread at Bellagio in mm -hmm. Las Vegas, mm -hmm. thank you for helping to pay for my daughter's college education. Already. Pretty much all the bread and butter at Bellagio is five-star butter. Mm -hmm. And I had lunch with the chef, the executive chef of Bellagio. He took me to lunch one day. And I said, you know, chef, 
why do you buy so much butter for me? You buy thousands of pounds of butter for me every month. He goes, well, Clint, first of all, it's consistent. Mm. This issue of consistency is so major league. People don't even get it. Yeah. They really, really don't get it at all. And this is what I was talking about, about Donald Trump. He gets it. Consistency of image. That's why I have three costumes. That's why Donald Trump has two costumes. Consistency. How do you present? And and it's also thematic consistency. In general, when you see stuff about me on my social media, in my marketing, in my in my reality series that I'm putting out into the world, which is all my social media and marketing, you see a consistent theme of celebrity. This is very important. Mm -hmm. Consistency of messaging, consistency of theme, consistency of costume. Wherever you can put more consistency into your marketing, you should, 100%. Because people just want... They need to be able to identify, like, for example, this is very fascinating. I was, uh, you know, watching some video and a, a pre-roll came up that I was interested in. And I went to the website where they said, you know, for more information, go to this website. And I went there and the messaging was different on the website and it mm. totally threw me off. It made me lose, it made me lose all belief in the efficacy of that product. Yeah, because the messaging was different on the website than it was in the video. I get I get there and it's like, you know, they're talking about like they have their formula and and a formula is so important, a formula for success. So they said, you know, the key to our product is BMFD, and that means something in the video, and they explained it. And then I go to the website, and there ain't no BMFD on the website. (laughs) Where's the beef? Yeah, they totally, people leave it out. Um, it's, it's, the consistency is a piece that it's a, it's a simple concept. Like you said, the things that you're talking about are super simple, but the difference between someone who's successful, no matter what level of celebrity they are and someone who's not, is implementation, is doing the work. And doing the work is a reflection of consistency because how is someone supposed to give you money if you're not showing up in a way that they want to be? Right. And that's yeah. you, you hit on that too, of like this way of being um, is really important because, and it has to be consistent throughout your messaging because people buy from an essence of someone. But if you're showing different facets all the time that don't align, that don't play into each other, right? The trust is, is immediately lost. It is a way of being. And, and it really falls into, you know, you know about know, like, and trust, right? Yeah. You have to know you like you and trust you. That is so pathetically naive. That is not, if if you want to sell somebody a hot dog, they need to know you like you and trust you. You want to sell somebody a five or ten thousand dollars. Because I don't know what the hell's in that damn meat. (laughs) You you want to sell somebody a five or ten thousand dollar product? No, like and trust ain't enough. Mm -hmm. Especially not at 10. You know, maybe you could get to five, but at 10. That's very difficult. It has to go beyond that to the ABCs of attracting and acquiring the best customers. Mm-hmm. And I go in depth on this. I will be going in depth on the ABCs at, at my upcoming event mm. with Dr. Oz, Dr. Drew, Surgeon General, NASA astronaut, the real Patch Adams, the ABCs, but I'll give you the A right now. And it is exactly what you're talking about. And that is knowing you is not enough. They have to 
admire you. Mm, you there we to, go. If you're going to get 10 grand out of a person, they got to admire you. If they don't admire you, they just know. I, I know a lot of people that I don't give 10 grand to. I know this one guy. I gave him a thousand one time. But I never, ever went for his $13,000 coaching. Never. Because yeah. he failed the ABCs. Mm. Each, each and every one he failed. And the first one was the A. I did not admire him enough. He had done some stuff. He's, I've learned stuff from him. But I didn't A him. I didn't admire him. And unless they really, truly admire you, then they're not going to give you the big money. How do you get people to admire you? You need to do things that they don't think they could do. Mm. You need to do things where they go, holy cow, how did that guy do that? Right. Well, and that's, it ties back to your five things, which is why like writing a book is one of the things and being on TV is one of the things because people don't know how to do it and they wish they could. But if you've done it and you've led the way, then that person's got something going for them. And I want to be associated with that. Um, So one last question, what do you see being the biggest mistake, whether it's marketing or strategy or whatever it is that entrepreneurs are out there doing? They are pretending that doing all the stuff that other people are doing is going to actually get them somewhere. Mm. You think that just by doing all the things that everybody else is doing, that you're actually going to stand out and above your competition and your customers, it's not going to happen. You need to do stuff that they're not doing. Mm. You need to do, you need to do stuff that they can't do. You need to do stuff that they're unwilling to do. You need to do stuff that, may cost more money than you want to spend. You need to do stuff that is going to make you uncomfortable, take you out of your comfort zone. You need to do stuff that is going to give you, above all, above all, you need to do stuff that is going to give you powerful visual imagery that you can use in your marketing that will last and last and last. That's not going to go. That's not the flavor of the week like Periscope. Remember that? Oh, God. (laughs) I never did it. I'll, at least I can say I never, I never did, did Periscope. It. I never yeah. did it. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was at, I remember this one high level mastermind that I was at that, I, that like makes no sense to me. And there was some girl who was giving her presentation on Periscope that was so well received. And everyone's like, ooh, ah, and asking all these questions. I'm like, you know, guys. Washing the pan, um, right? You know, you could go on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox News and talk shows and this is how you do it. And, you know, if you come to my event, I guarantee you can get on at least three shows or I'll give you all your money back. And then having learned that, you can just do as much as you want, like Leon Brie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's real. That's not, that's not going away. Even as much as the networks have trashed their credibility and trust, those brands are so legacy. They're not yep. going anywhere. Well, They're and not- there's, there's a key too that, that you do that, that we didn't go into today, which is the repetition right? You have, you, you know, you, you work with people to help create these reels and to be able to consistently keep putting the, it's not like you take the picture once and then you, you share it once and it goes away. It's not like you have the video or the, the ABC, you know, network experience and you kind of share it once and go away. You help your clients consistently and repeatedly put the information out in front of people because you have to help people create the narrative, 
right? Like I call myself the lead boss, but no one call, like no one gave that title to me. I had to own it, claim it, and I have to continue to repeat it and say, look, I'm the person, when you want to create leads, you come to me and we create leads just like you, which is you created the, cel- the celebrity entrepreneurship model. Maybe other people do it, but no one does it like you. And you consistently put it out there on repeat always with the same words, the same thing so that people then go, oh yeah, Clint, celebrity TV. Like every single time they repeat the words that you've been putting out there and it's because you had to claim it. You had to own the words in that confident, in that confident, you know, existence so that other people could repeat it back to you. Yes. And, uh, you know, I did this thing. I'm looking for, where's my briefcase? Let me get my briefcase. Hold on one second. Not many times do we have people go off air <laughs> to find their things. So Clint is finding that a lot. No, I've never had anybody like go off uh, to, to provide more value because Good. we appreciate that. Good. So, you know, when I started out in this whole game, one of my coaches says, okay, what are your three words? Mm. What do you really stand for? Now, this is way back. 2011, I got into the expert space. And by 2013, I I started doing okay. Started doing, you know, selling five figures from the stage. It's okay. And I made these business cards. Nice. Okay. It's a challenge coin. Mm. There's my three words, freedom, power, and adventure. Mm Okay. Okay. And then entrepreneur, see that? Mm-hmm. Now, everything on this coin still works. On the back, it says, it says ClintArthur.com, mm-hmm. one of my many websites. And then it says um, New TV Power, that's my TV training program. And then it says um, Five Star Butter Company, that's my butter company, still going. And then... In the middle is the castle. That's my fraternity. And around it, around the castle, it says what they teach you at the Wharton Business School. That was my first best-selling book. I still talk about it all the time. Hmm. Everything on here is, is exactly correct, except one thing has been modified. And that is, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm celebrity entrepreneur. Hmm. And, you know, in the day, back in the day, one of my coaches, he goes, what is the category you want to earn? When somebody types into Google a category, like a word, mm-hmm. what is it that you want to show up as? And I said entrepreneur. And, and I knew at the time, you know, for me to be the definition of entrepreneur, that's a lot. Yeah, but you know what? Word. I invented celebrity entrepreneur. Yeah. I created a category called celebrity entrepreneurship. This is what Tony Robbins does. You know who Tony Robbins is, right? I do. do you think he's a god? No. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, no, I don't. A- I don't think he's a god. I think what he's done is amazing. Right. Um, there's some of his philosophies that I well, don't let me, agree let with. Let me revise that. Let me revise that. Would you like a career like his? Absolutely. Okay. Every single person who watches this video, who's in our space of expertise, coaching, to have his level of impact. everybody yeah. would aspire to that, right? Absolutely. Okay. He is nobody. You know that? You go into any, any Starbucks, you go into any supermarket or bank, ask the person on the other side of the counter, 
do you know Tony Robbins? They'll say, Tony who? He is no one. He is only somebody to the people who are into coaching and seminars and personal development. Everybody yeah. else, they have no idea who he is. Right. No idea. He yeah. is nobody. That's why his show was six episodes and off the air. Mm-hmm. Failed because he's not a real celebrity. He's the ultimate celebrity entrepreneur. And you see him on TV. He writes best-selling books. He has pictures with famous people. He speaks at very important places, arenas. Those are important places. I, first time I saw him in person was at the, um, at the um, uh, what was the name? Some major theater in Los Angeles. It was just him and 5,000 people in the theater all day. You know, that's a VIP speaking. And he wins awards, all kinds of stuff. Okay, that's what he does. He does all those things mm-hmm. consistently. Consistently, over time, he does all those things especially the celebrity attachment stuff. You know, like when Bill Clinton needs a coach, I'm the guy who gets the call. When Brezhnev needs a coach, I get the call. Most recently, Conor McGregor, the fighter. Mm -hmm. He's working with him. Okay? Celebrity attachment. How do you get this celebrity attachment? How do you and I get to work with celebrities? Hey, look, you know, if you can get a giant celebrity as a client, you should cut off your right arm to do it. Right. Honestly. Okay. But if you can't do that, having a photo with them yep. gets you a long way towards that goal. It really truly does. Recognition. And, Absolutely. And, and that's and then understanding how to use those photos, how to tell the stories, because I really believe it's the stories about my interact. Like I didn't just say, oh well, like, you know, Mick Jagger was the greatest. I told a story about Mick Jagger. Yep. I didn't just say you know, Suzanne Summers is amazing. I told a story about Suzanne Summers. Well, and something that's personal, right? So it's not just, hey, I hung out with, with Jagger. Hey, I hung out with Suzanne Summers. It's no, here's something, here's a level deeper, right? Something yeah. that you could only know if you actually were there. It's not, you know, because a picture is a picture, right? And so some wax figurines are better than others. And so yeah. people could say, oh, it's Photoshop. Da, da, da. No, here's, here's how it goes deeper. Here's the real relationship. And again, that key of like, I actually built a relationship. I spent time with this person and here's the takeaway. Here's the, the story, like you said. Um, Clint, you've dropped us some amazing bombs today and there's even more to learn about who you are. Right. True. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. And what else? Um, How can people learn more about you and, and, you know, find out more about how they can use the celebrity, the, the power of celebrity to boost their own business. Well, if you Google Clint Arthur, you'll find four pages of Clint Arthur. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And every, and, and hundreds of photos. I dominate the photo results for Clint Arthur. But if you want to just have a quick trip to a website, go to clint.com with three T's. Clint, T-T-T, Clint with three T's, dot com. All right. There we go. Thank you. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Um, Go Google him. He is worth knowing. Go connect with him. Um, The value never stops. Thanks so much.